the creator God. He created the stars. He decided like, yeah, a bunch of people are using these for evil. Well, we're going to use these, this for like something very important. And so that for all of the rest of history, when you think of <clears throat> the birth of my son, you're going to think of a star in a holy way that led these guys to his birthplace. Hear all you who fear the Lord, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. In a deceptive and backwards world, we are starved for true identity, purpose, and most of all, hope. We want to be loved, encouraged, and known. We are desperate for a tribe to rejoice with, lament with, and to break bread with as His kingdom comes. This season on Basket Full of Bread, you will hear more stories of God's resurrecting power and biblical heart transformations that have altered future generations. We will armor up, and I'll pray for you and all the saints. And together, we will see God's promises unfold and petition to be overcomers. We will marinate in the book of Romans, belly laugh, chat about heaven-sent approaches for healing, see the miraculous in Juniper, rope Matt into some Matt chats, and God willing, there will be a beautiful birth story along the way. Hi, you guys. My name is Bethany, and I'm grateful you're here. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Basket Full of Bread and Merry Christmas. I cannot believe I'm getting this out. I've been like sitting on this for a hot minute, but I was like, you know what? I really need to just boost this out there for whoever needs um, just like some clarity and, or encouragement in this area. Uh, I'm sharing a little bit about uh, the, this whole concept of like deconstructing which is such a trendy word. I just learned it. <laughs> Christmas. So stick around. Maybe you also, in the last couple of years, stumbled upon a plethora of information about the roots of basically every holiday and our whole entire calendar we, we use here in the good old uh, U.S. of A's. But I did a couple of years ago, and I just remember, um, one, finding out all these things that I wish I never found out about. Maybe you maybe you did too. And I've talked about this kind of through the course of this podcast and different episodes, but um, I learned a lot and it really shook me uh, to the core. And the first year that I learned all this information, I literally was like, we, we can't, we can't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> like we cannot. Um, and I just felt very like startled and like, really kind of like afraid that I was sinning somehow and had no idea. 
And so I started to do the whole deconstructing thing. And, you know, in a certain respect, it was a, a big blessing because I really like, you know, we never were like hardcore about holidays and stuff, but it really helped me to kind of like sit with Matt and like discuss our family culture and like, what do we want these seasons of celebration to look like? Um, you know, I really was very, I think like drawn like a moth to a flame to the Torah side of scripture. Like a lot of you maybe have been and it's like you don't even see it when it's happening, but you are slowly, just like it talks about in Romans, like, and, and in Matthew, actually, I just read this this morning. Um, he talked about, Jesus was saying, when um, you go these great lengths to bring people to, um, like, into the fold, into the church or whatever, make them believers, and then you harness them with these massive yokes that then like double their like anguish and disdain for the church and the culture of Jesus. And, you know, it's like the law, which ends up making us feel guilty and guilty and guilty over and over. I just like couldn't do it over and over. I'm trying so hard and I'm like, I cannot do this. And so I just felt so conflicted about a lot of things. And so one by one, I started to just seek the Lord on it and, um, you know, kind of worked things out to where like, okay, you know, and I don't know I've talked about this, so I'm not going to repeat myself, but um, the last, the last thing that was really hard for me to wrap my brain around was the celebration of Christmas. I had such a huge like um, block there. I remember this friend that I um, love so much and, and she has just been such a source of just truth and grace and love in my life over the years. Um, we just met so providentially and um, it's just so beautiful when the Lord gives you a friend like that. And so I just remember a couple of years ago, I was like paralyzed as the holidays were approaching and um, I'm just like, I just don't want to like participate in something sinful. Like I don't want the Lord to be, you know, I, and she, I remember her just saying like, Bethany, um, you know, if basically if like all believers stopped celebrating um, you know, the birth of Jesus during this time. And it just was like a consumerism holiday with all the garbage, the awful, like, ugh, all that stuff. Um, you know, all the fluff and the, the stuff that's meant to distract. She's like, you know, that it's a missed opportunity to worship our King and a missed opportunity to give him, um, you know, the glory and the praise and the honor. And there's this like l reduction of true spirit filled light on earth for Jesus. And I just remember that, that when she said that to me, it really like turned me that, that year, this was a couple years ago. And I thought, okay, yeah, I, I like get that. You know, I get that. I don't really understand that. I still am wondering because like, you know, the paganism and the tree and the blah, blah, blah. Um, I had another friend who like completely they're believers and they're like 
anti all Christmas stuff. Uh, they just celebrate Hanukkah. And um, I've seen, you know, that can be tricky, very tricky and can change um, just, it can, it can bring like some hardness, you know, if we're not, you know, I don't know. So I just like really wrestled with it. But when she told me that, I thought, you know what? Okay, that's going to kind of get me through this year. But then last year, um, I think it was last year, Christmas was approaching again. And you guys know Juniper, this is like when she was sick. And um, so Christmas was approaching and I had already kind of gone into the season like, oh, you guys know, like I've described to you <laughs> where my heart and soul was during that time desperate for the Lord. And I just thought, Father, all I want, you know, all we want in this home is your presence. And can you just tell me yes or no about the Christmas thing? Like, I just need to know for our family, for, you know, our convictions, you tell me, convict my heart. And I did like a short fast, um, because I was already doing so many other fasts and things like that for Juniper. But I just remember like seeking the Lord so desperately on it. Like I just need a yes or no, yes or no. Um, and I think it was just three days and I don't even remember what the turning point was, but there was a very clear word from the Lord of just like his peace and his presence in it. And I just said, okay, all right. Like I, I believe that I've heard you on this. So I'm just like sharing this journey with Matt, you know, and we're just like seeking the Lord on it together. And we both just were like, okay, we feel peace about this and um, we're just going to move forward. And so we did. And as Christmas approached this year, I just felt so much peace and like we just don't get sucked into like the trash, you know. But what was so just like the Lord is my same friend who encouraged me in this area a few years ago reached out and she now is just like feeling like what I was feeling a couple years ago. And it's like you like learn about all this stuff and you're just like, man, what do I even do with this? And so this is just like a little excerpt from our conversation. Um, I'm not sharing like any of the personal details stuff of who it is and um, it's just my response, part of my response to her, uh, because it just felt so like, I just felt like the Lord was there. And, um, you know, if the Lord has convicted you not to celebrate Christmas, then don't, you know, we know what scripture says about different convictions. Um, but if you're somebody who maybe got, um, deceived or trapped or ensnared in something, and then you thought like, oh, this is bad. And you're just like looking for clarity, um, maybe just have a listen and, and pray and seek the Lord and, and maybe even do a fast and, and ask him to reveal himself to you. I reference a couple different scriptures in my response to her, but I'm, I'm talking to her because I had sent her a scripture from Matthew 2 um, and in Matthew 2, it talks about um, the Magi, and they were like the wise men, right? And they were the ones following the stars. 
And I was reading in the um, kind of the footnotes of my Bible, and um, I just thought it was like so interesting that they they what they wrote so i said it said the interest of the magi in astrology a practice condemned in the bible um in isaiah 47 13 through 15 that's referenced probably first directed their attention to the star okay in another profound display of grace god condescended to use the magi's pagan superstitions to draw them to Jesus I just thought when I read that I I read it like several times because you know in Matthew 2 3 or 2 I think it's 2 2 um it's just talking about the magis following the stars right and they're studying the stars and I just thought how interesting here's these guys like these wise men and I don't know, you know, if they're Jewish. I don't, I don't, I don't know the root of any of this, you guys. So you might have to dig into this. But just from the surface level, as I read it, I just thought, you know, here, here are these guys, these wise men, studying and dabbling in like sorcery, basically. I mean, I'm not condoning sorcery ever, but. They're looking into something that is not, that is condemned in the Bible and God interrupts them and then they follow him. Like they follow him. They have this encounter with him. And I just could not thank the Lord enough for sharing that with me this season because I just thought that is that is so the father's heart like that is just beyond so i just kind of share that a little bit here you're going to hear the excerpt from our conversation where i kind of get into that just just a little bit but i just thought this is beautiful like this is jesus right here so anyways i hope you guys enjoy this podcast and um, i pray that you just seek the lord and seek his face on it and ask him to convict your heart the way that it's supposed to be, to search your heart um, according to his plan and purpose for your life. Okay, so here's kind of a portion of our conversation. It's going to pick up after I kind of share my like journey down that pipeline and how it just ended up kind of leading more towards like bitterness and like suspicion and all this trash that was definitely not not evidence of the fruit of the spirit. Uh, So I was kind of able to like realize, especially in hindsight, like, whoa, that was, that was a snare from the enemy. And so I'm kind of picking up there and then I'm moving on in the conversation. It's taken me a couple of years, but I I do like feel like I've been able to like get past that and be like that was a snare. Maybe for her it's not, but for me it was a snare because it cheapened and it hardened and it stole. It didn't give me anything. It took it took, took like from my soul. You know, that's how you know when it's like the enemy is like your soul. Not just like it took 
consumerism out of our bot. No, like we, like, I don't feel any pressure at all to like do anything extra for the kids. Like I have no pressure. I don't feel like there's no pressure there to participate in that part of it, you know, but I will send you the scripture I read um, because I thought that was so interesting. I thought of you immediately because I knew like, you know, you're still kind of like working your way through this season, but it's like God has done something in me where these things in 2020 that I learned about, which I wish I never did, the knowledge that I absorbed, which God probably didn't want me to go looking for. I know he didn't want me to, um, but I absorbed this knowledge that is true that basically everything is rooted in like paganism and evil and then i started to my like knee-jerk reaction is like well get rid of it all but then the lord through juniper's sickness and like all that i've been through pharmacia you know all that god has been very clear with me personally saying I can and I will use anybody. And if you go and you look through scripture, truly like King Nebuchadnezzar, like there's so many different uh, pagan people that God used to point his chosen ones towards himself. And this is a very tricky topic because then you're like, well, you know, then everything's fine. But actually, it's not. This is like the book of Romans, which I'm like glad I'm talking about this because I need to like, I'm doing a podcast. I'm doing a study on Romans, but it's like everything is not permissive, right? Like the law automatically makes us <laughs> like lawbreakers. But because of Jesus, we have this like divine grace. And like God is saying, I can use anything and I will use anything because, you know, this world is fallen and all he's here to do and all he sent his son to do is to redeem it individually, all of us one by one. And some of these social constructs, some of them they are going to be burned and thrown into the fire because they produce zero fruit. But some of them actually, even though the root is trash, there's a branch somehow that's producing some type of fruit. And I think of Bethel, honestly, when I think of this, because I, I know that like Bethel is into some weird stuff and they are um there's like mysticism and like just it, there's like definitely some like darkness happening but i can i can say with assurance that i have worshiped to many songs that i know have come out of bethel and felt the presence of the lord come down and dwell I don't know what that is. Like, I don't get it. I, I don't get that. But I think of that scripture where God used the stars to point these wise men. And all I can think of is like their heart. Whoever is engaging in it, like, what is the heart? And I feel like we've had this conversation. God looks at the heart, you know? And so for the wise men who probably studied the stars, probably, I don't know if they were doing it in like sorcery. I haven't like looked that deep into it. 
But they obviously knew, like, they were considered magi, you know, so there was probably some, like, you know, sketchiness happening. But somewhere down the line, the Lord chose them. He chooses people. And he says, I'm going to reveal something. And so he chose them to reveal this, like, great sight to. And if that does not, like, if that's not the gospel, like, I don't even know what is. <laughs> it's like... He chooses somebody who's so not worthy, who's probably participating in sin, who does not deserve to receive the truth of the gospel. And then he leads them like he leads them and he uses something that you wouldn't expect. And that I'm just like, yeah. And that just goes back that he's the creator God. He created the stars. He decided like, yeah, Bunch of people are using these for evil. Well, we're going to use these this for like something very important. And so that for all of the rest of history, when you think of <clears throat> the birth of my son, you're going to think of a star in a holy way that led these guys to his birthplace. To me, that's so powerful. And it's so the father because he's like, I'm going to take something that is intended for evil or that man has made to be used for evil <clears throat> and i'm going to use it for my good and i just think like w that is the epitome of who he is he is constantly doing that and if you really look around when you see like the hearts and the souls that are wrapped up you know but the heart and the soul of it the mission and the purpose is is for the holy spirit and it just reminds me where Jesus says, like, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be answered. It's like ask. <clears throat> if you go back and you look at the reference for that, what he's saying is ask for the Holy Spirit. So we ask for the Holy Spirit and it will be given to us in these situations and then when you have the holy spirit in these like confusing deceptive situations you're able to have eyes to see you're able to be able to navigate oh my goodness i've been deceived and then we can repent and we can invite the lord to actually tell me the truth you know that's why i like encourage you to do a little fast like whether it's from social media or sugar or coffee or whatever like take three days because like get with the lord on it you know it means too much to not like really press into it you know what i'm saying um so you know so you know and you can go forth in confidence and say okay this is true and then your family like the peace in your home you know, can be restored and the last thing I'm going to say is if he didn't do that, like if he didn't come, if he didn't redeem those lost dark places, like take that stuff and transform it, then like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? You know, like that's the reason we're here. Just throwing that out there. Love you. That just felt so just big, that revelation to me. And I just praise the Lord and thank him that he kind of opened my eyes up to all of that. You know, I just think with this whole deconstructing movement, you guys, it's just like so dangerous, honestly. 
we go and we start to just like, and it starts honestly with good intentions. You might even just be like starting with like wanting to look up root words of things and like, you know, whatever. But then it, it's, it's so like the enemy to, to ensnare and trap us and to get us lost in the whole process. Um, and it's just so important that we just keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit to be the one to lead us down these paths and to be the one to open our eyes up to new revelation because, you know, the enemy obviously since the Garden of Eden has lots of revelation to share and give to human beings. Um, And, you know, it, it gets real slippery. The other thing that I just thought about when it came to like this whole process, this whole idea of Christmas and celebrating this season is that, you know, we are meant to be salt and light and salt, yes, is like a preserver, but it's also a purifier. And so what does that look like during this season to celebrate this season as salt, you know? What does it look like in our homes to have a pure intention and a pure response to the birth of Jesus to celebrate it? You know, it's like we don't, I don't even know, like who even knows when it actually happened, blah, blah, blah. You know, maybe you do. I, I In my research, it's like still pretty unclear all the like dates and stuff. I do know that if I didn't celebrate this season with my family and my children, I wouldn't be celebrating Jesus's birth at any other point in the year. You know, I wouldn't be like celebrating my king coming. And yes, there are biblical feasts for, you know, the celebrations of Jesus. But it's just, it's not, uh, it's not that same opportunity to be salt and light in today, like today in this culture, in this time, in this place. And so for me, that's where the Lord has brought me. And maybe you're not there and maybe you're totally somewhere else. Maybe you only celebrate, um, like Taurus stuff or Hanukkah or, um, like you are just like, I still don't have peace about it. And that is, that is like your journey to walk out with the Lord because he's called you to something different. So, um, father, I pray for my friend listening today. I pray, Lord, that you would just illuminate their path and um, that you would just fill them with joy in your presence as they seek your face, Father, as they as they long to just know you more and to honor you and to worship you, especially in this season, Father. I know that you truly, you look at the heart and um, your heart's desire is that our heart be, be just like steadfast for you. And so I pray, Father, that we would be faithful to you and that you would search our hearts and you would reveal to us any strongholds or temptation or anything that's caused us to stumble. I pray, Lord Jesus, um, just blessings of peace and joy and hope over my dear friend today. Um, We just thank you for sending your son. In Jesus' name, amen.